1: This is Merrick Larwood.
2: I was just in the middle of a yawn. He did it on purpose. And I'm I just...
1: David Reed. You're right.
2: Yeah. W- yeah.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about some films this week. Um, specifically, we've tried to catch up on some of the uh, best documentary nominees for the Oscars coming up at the beginning of March. Um, we like a documentary, as regular listeners will know. Yeah, I do like them. You like them good, aren't they? Some of them. So, what did you um, see then? Well, there's quite an eclectic list, isn't there? Although they're all quite harrowing, I think. Um, uh, one of the ones I caught up with this week was Dirty Wars.
2: Alright, what's that about? Oh, is it a nappy industry? Uh, sadly, no. No, it's not. Okay, let me have wars. some more guesses yeah, about what it is. Dirty Wars. Um... Sa- sausages. No. It's not the napping industry it's and it's sausages, not sausages. Which
1: must mean... It's about chemical warfare. all uh, close. No, it's not. It is about um, warfare, the dirty war that has been fought against terrorism, basically. But, specifically, it's one journalist trying to uncover the truth behind an attack on a village uh, where... the America see, seemed to deny all knowledge of of uh, troops coming in in the dead of night and shooting everybody dead including um men and pregnant women where um, is where is this now this was i'm i'm cuz they go all over the place i'm trying to remember i think it was afghanistan okay i think there's a lot of this takes place in yemen but um, i think this was um, afghanistan but this starts his process through finding out which organization did this attack, and what it's about? And he—who com- is the journalist? Um, he's a, an American.
2: Is he qualified journalist?
1: Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. He's a. He's a. He's in. He's in fact the guy who broke the Blackwater case in Iraq. Oh, okay. Who uh, went before um, uh, went before Congress, I think, and asked to know about who Blackwater are and why is America dealing with them? In that. That's right. Do you remember Blackwater? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the mercenary organisation okay. uh, that America was using. Anyway, he uncovers this shadowy organisation called JSOC, uh, which is he discovers. It's like university society, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's but, not like the juggling society. The
2: juggling JSOC, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He discovers. I always the hated society. jugglers, and I knew there was something wrong about jugglers. And JSOC, they're, they they're, just they cannot front, stand lowly goat herds. It's a front for it. jugglers. Is a front for an undercover terrorist agency. Yeah, well, they're called the
1: Joint Special Operations Command and they actually um, are, uh, at this time, he's discovered, pretty much a hit squad for the American government who uh, speak directly to the White House. Um, And... During the Iraq War, there you you probably heard about the uh, all of the squaddies were handed um, a deck of cards, each of which had a potential oh, yeah, yeah. target that they're looking for. Yeah, and uh, J Squad, J Sock rather, had this as well. Um, but they are a go in, kill the people, get out thing. But there's some very shadowy things going on with this particular attack that starts the whole story, including an account from one of the survivors that. Not only did they shoot people without question, just immediately, they then came in and dug the bullets out with knives, so there'd oh be God. no there'd be no evidence that it was an American gun that did it or whatever. So it, he he starts to follow the paper trail and basically try when and did discover this what happened, take
2: place, and why.
1: Oh God, you're really taxing my memory. I watched two documentaries in a row. They um, all blend into one, don't they? Well, no, it's just de- details like that I don't remember, but. Um, it basically led up to um, how much America was using this particular means of doing things rather than going in with infantry and tanks and everything, just sending in a, you know, focused team to just kill these people that you know you want dead and then re- withdrawing. You know, you would have thought fewer casualties, fewer blah, blah, blah. But it because they're so effective and they're secret, they're not public, you know, it's entirely dependent upon your information if you get the information if your intelligence is wrong you are just going to go and kill completely innocent people and and he was going this is unchecked these they don't have to reply to congress or you know the military or anything and so he, he follows it up and he's astonished when it gets to the point of um uh the joint special operations command are the people who go in and kill osama bin laden You'll have heard of them from that. They're the people that Zero Dark Thirties about. Okay. And by that... Post that happening, they become a public organisation that everyone's going... They did brilliant. These guys, they're fantastic. And their budget's grown exponentially and they now have enormous powers to target... People within the United States itself, without trial or anything Hang on a else, we're not
2: going to get killed talking about this, are we? Quite
1: possibly, but no. It's it's the, from what he says, the list is just grown and grown and grown of who potential targets are, and he follows this particular um, Muslim uh, preacher cleric who is totally against violence at the beginning, pre nine eleven. And then as his people are targeted more and more from anti-terror laws, he actually, during the course of the film, turns into a militant. And then j kill him. And then kill his 16-year-old son. And this is the thing that just blows your mind that this is allowed to happen. Because mm. it's like, well, their intelligence was probably, well, we don't want him to turn up, uh, to grow up to be someone who's going to take revenge for the death yeah, of his yeah. dad. So he's now a potential target. And that's this what, is com- that's what that North Korean bloke does, and, isn't he? Yeah, and this is completely unchecked. They're just doing it, and it comes straight from the White House to them. There's your list: kill all these people if you can.
2: Is it, uh, and,
1: and this, you know, it's going on to this day. So it's it's a very very interesting, you know, eye opening account.
2: And how, how do you? I think these documentaries are quite fascinating. It was another a minute which I really enjoyed. But um, we talked about Blackfish before, which is a documentary on the killer whales. Yeah. and you made some very pertinent points. I thought saying that how it doesn't necessarily it's all it's all about information where information is used which yes is great i think the people got access to information now you can make the the change in the, um, what's available to the cinematographers means that you can you know on cameras get access and make yeah. get footage to things you would never have previously did you feel that this was a balanced documentary because some of them can feel it's as very as tricky isn't
1: it i didn't feel it was okay but specifically because of that sort of um, irony in it or potential hypocrisy where his entire sort of uh, diatribe is about um, the lies we, the public, are being told by the what? American government and all of this stuff, Was it general- whilst he's, he only puts this side of the story. Okay. Of course, if he's a guy who's trying to uncover the truth about this, and he's, then the people who are going to put the opposite side of the story may well not want to talk to him. That, I mean, that's was entirely was possible as well. Present
2: in the, Did you see the journalist in the actual footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He goes into incredibly dangerous areas to track down the eyewitnesses who,
2: who have no voice. Okay. What what, what concerns me when I watch things and me being a cynic or playing devil's advocate is whenever I see the journalist become a, 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 a sort of a personality within the actual documentary. Well, that's it. It's about I lose, him. I lose faith in it. Because I, I, I
1: I didn't like that. And that's just a purely stylistic thing. The subject matter aside, you know, which is clearly very important and probably stuff that, you know, we should all know about. But um, I found him a bit like an American Alan Partridge at times. Just, he had... He, he's he been a war journalist for a long time and, you know, he's used to going into dangerous situations and it's an incredibly admirable job, admirable job. I mean, I don't envy him. But there was just something... When he had to speak... As he writes in his articles, yeah. that came across as a bit self-aggrandizing or false, or just yeah, not human. In fact, you know, came across as a bit fictionalizing
2: his life. I, I always find that. Well, I'm watching some news recently. Yeah, I'm pretty current affairs. Um, I was and I, I couldn't help it was a news night or some program and a journalist was doing and I, and I really noticed that the journalist was present as a personality in the news story like showing a lot of footage of themselves talking a lot of when they didn't need to be in shot and I can't help but think that it is about the ego and then they should. he doesn't talk
1: so much he narrates to link things but there's a lot of him meeting with people and then nodding along seriously as they talk there's a lot of you know reverse shots but I, I don't think because it's a story of Unraveling a mystery. I think you need your detective in that story okay. to really understand that. Good. Was it good? I did. I did enjoy it. I thought the subject matter was fascinating. I thought the the arguments were delivered very well. I, I I did enjoy it. Now I know about it, and now I know more about this stuff. You know, my appetite's been wet. I will go elsewhere to look for stuff. I won't rewatch this. Yes, yeah. but no, I, I definitely. Interest, definitely relevant you know the changing nature of war of you know you can cut, cut out the, uh, you can cut out the collateral damage but more importantly probably headlines if you secretly go in and just wipe out the people you want to wipe out and disappear into the night mm. it makes more sense for warfare to go that way almost but because they're covert who's checking them and who, who do they who are they uh, accountable to and the answer is only the president like the the guys uh, retired guys from um, the the military and special operations units and stuff he talks to, whose identities are uh, masked, who say even under Bush, Bush didn't uh, give them as much powers as Obama has given them. Oh, really? And they've grown huge
2: under Obama. But these people, I mean, to actually be one of these secret um, death squad people, must be quite odd thing to realise you're carrying out orders and. And it's quite an odd human being to do that. I mean, it's a power to go out and... use oh, a yeah, ...weapon yeah. of death.
1: Yeah, well, he talks to one of these guys, and it's, it's really creepy where the guy's talking about how they're clearly in the wrong place. Like, yeah. the intelligence is wrong. And these guys... Some guys have come out shooting, mm. and he's killed them, you know. But he talks about it like, well, they were shooting at me, so, of course, I had no problem with killing them. It's mm. like, but... They you they saw you as aggressors and they weren't you know they weren't the enemy but you're still happy to kill them. Do you not think the first aggressive act was you arriving in the first place? But just no 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 question of that mm. at all. It's just like well I I was there they shot at me so I was allowed to kill them then. Uh, which of course you are if you're an individual you know. Yeah. But it's like this is but no remorse is the terrifying bit you know. I'm sort of happy with people trying to survive but there's that complete absence of remorse is frightening yeah i think um so how many davis you give it is it hard to give it davis it is you know it really is i'd probably give it a seven okay i think it's worth watching i think it is and it's on netflix it is on netflix dirty wars
2: netflix um are you the voice of their new slogan i think that should be their slogan yeah i really need to get some work of any particular any form (laughs) So I'm quite happy to be the voice of
0: Netflix. Netflix! Netflix.
1: And as you say it, their red ro- uh, logo slowly fades to a sort of mustardy yellow and then back again as it fades out. I think that would be really nice. Ah, well...
0: Netflix! If you're listening,
2: people of Netflix, I'm really... Uh, I'm keen to do that. <laughs> hey, do you know what should we go on to letters then? Or do yeah, go on, go on. Um, okay. Well talking about um this is what inspired us this uh, letter here it's from dave christensen <clears throat> hi david and Marek. do you want to sneeze no nope. hi david and Marek. hi and let's go carry on with the letter i've been put off writing in again after my last emails in a pervert voice thanks marrick it really made what i would written sound crap please don't do that again it seems that lately all I've been doing is upsetting people it is isn't it
1: and you're doing it again you are reading it in a pervert voice again oh
2: <laughs> anyway here's Dave Christensen uh, anyway and he says anyway as well that was his first thing there was meeting anyway <laughs> and yet in the letter I, uh, he says anyway as well right. that may have influenced me saying anyway great anyway yeah. let's carry on the letter okay anyway I just wanted to point you towards a couple of documentaries currently available on Netflix, The Square and Dirty Wars, and that's what we're reviewing today. Both of them are nominated for Best Documentary Oscar this year, so I think are worth the watch. In particular, I Love The Square, which is interesting enough, a Netflix-produced film, apparently. Ah. The way it covers the recent uprisings in Egypt is seemingly balanced and interesting, and the way it focuses on a small group of Egyptians who have different beliefs and backgrounds but come together with a desire for change is moving and really draws you into the story. There's probably a better documentary on Netflix... Like maybe Dreams of Life, Mia Maxima Culpa, Indie Game and Bowling for Columbine. But I want to point you towards this this, in the direction of these as it is Oscar season. From everything I heard though, it seems the Act of Killing is almost bound to win Best Doc Oscar and sound like a must watch. I haven't seen it yet, but that sounds... Not yet.
1: uh, Act of Killing is apparently about um, taking Indonesian death squads back to the scenes of their crimes and making them act them out. It sounds horrific and fascinating I'm I, going to watch that one it's on iTunes
2: and blink it. Box. Blinkbox okay yeah in other article it's Dave Christian's letter in other article related talk The Hunt is up for best foreign language film um, I've seen that it's very good Mads Mikkelsen yeah uh, and that's about it really that was quite a long email please don't read it all out in the perfect voice again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Hunt is very good <laughs> is it yeah it's quite harrowing Mads Mikkelsen's an amazing actor he's
1: brilliant isn't he I saw his oh his brother was in Sherlock that's it oh really
2: yeah 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 A Royal Affair is also another great film that um, Mark Commode picked out as his, his film of the year and also what was the other one that he picked out that I couldn't remember that I hated I can't remember again Anyway, that's the thank you, uh, Dave Christensen. All right, you know, just chill out a bit, mate. Um, I'll guess who's written in. Is it Chris Webb? Yeah. Okay. i read it. What should I do it as? Do it, Just do it normal because people are starting to have a problem with our voices. Okay. Or particularly me. <laughs> You're fine. I'm fine. Dear buddy David America.
1: Seeing as I've only seen two of the films in the entire Oscar nominations list, Best Foreign Language Film, The Hunt, and Best Animated Short, Room on the Broom, I haven't got a clue which is going to win in any of the categories. But I like certificates with my name on, so I'll give it a go anyway. Best Picture, 12 Years a Slave, Best Director, Gravity, Best Actor, Bruce Dern, Best Actress, Kate Blanchett, Best Supporting Actor, Michael Fassbender, Best Supporting Actress, Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't been in touch for a while because, as you suggested, I've been seeing another movie podcast on this. What? The, ooh, on the side. But the smug and opinionated Mayon commode couldn't keep me away from film Fandango for long. You're welcome. Happy New Year, Chris. P.S. As Anne Coletta, Coletta ...has asked that David read stuff in my accent, you might want to try a cross between Christian Bale and David Grey. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, as they're both from Pembrokeshire, the same site of Wales as me. David Gray, who knows what David Gray sounds like?
2: I just know he's moves his head. That's all he's famous well, for, isn't
1: it? Christian Bale sounds like that, and uh, David Gray uh, sounds like Ramblam. So I yeah. don't know how you'd combine those two. Just do Nelson Mandela. the come and get it. Sounds like that um alien from Men in Black. That uh, is played by. um David Gray and <laughs> <laughs> with a sore throat um, thank you Chris Webb uh, sorry I didn't attempt your voice it sounded too complicated but that is uh, one the first of our submissions for people's guesses for the Oscars list so we are running a competition that whoever gets the most right out of Best Picture Director, Actor, Actress Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress sends them to our um, email address dearfilmfandango.jumo.com we will make you a lovely certificate with your name on it to print out
2: They've got to print it out themselves?
1: Yeah, we're not going to print it out. <laughs> you think we're made of
2: money? Okay.
1: We're going to put it online for them to print out
2: at home. I still need to see about three more films to complete my Oscar film watching.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to see more as well. Um, I want to see uh, Dallas Buyers Club and yeah, her. Yes. yes. Um, great. Nice Thank one. You, Chris, well... Um, we have both seen another documentary. As yes, well, so we? Dave
2: Christensen mentioned the Square, which is also on Netflix. I don't know it's produced by them. Uh,
1: They're making good stuff at the moment.
2: Um, there's a golf film that's terrible. Oh really? The game. They're yeah, also so. making terrible stuff at the moment. So the Square, it, I think you probably do a better job explaining it than me.
1: It's basically following the revolutionaries from uh, the uh, revolution in Egypt that happened recently. Um, is it Tahit Square, I believe? Tahir Square. Tahir Square. And, um, they, God, it's the
2: names that escape me. I, Khalid I, Ahmed and... Uh, Man, Man, not Mandy, something like that. It's, it's, it follows different revolutionaries who have different beliefs. Um, but it starts with the uh, getting rid of the fascist regime yeah, of their which was president. was in 2011... And everyone did sit sitting in the
1: square. In basically, the square outside the palace, basically, isn't it? And it's huge square completely filled with people just camping out and incredible sort of loving, really, like a festival
2: atmosphere. It was great because it had the uh the Christi- Christians and the Muslims and the uh the Brotherhood of um The Islam Islam. Is that right? The Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, the they? Muslim Brotherhood that's it, yeah. yeah. They um all together trying to get rid of uh, President M- Mubarak Mubarak in um, which is actually long for Marek is that right yeah yeah it's yeah short yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, in back in 2011 and then I might stop
1: calling you Moobs then that'd be <laughs> nice
2: yeah <laughs> and then after that they all sort of vacated the square the army took over and there to do another revolution, try and get rid of the the army taking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because once they'd got
1: rid of Mubarak, the army basically completely betrayed them and said, yes, we're on the side of the people, we will oversee the fairer democratic elections. And then uh, we, corruption happened, basically. We should explain That is Buddy, the film Fandango
2: Dog. Who knows he's not allowed to bark, but he's really trying to stop it because he's heard another dog Another barking, dog is barking. But... Or maybe he's really angry about the... Uh, the army taking over. And then it <laughs> follows Ruby. the fact, that it's basically three revolutions. So after the, whether well, they, they realise they haven't changed anything but ousting the president first of all. So it's the same regime, the same people. Yeah. So their uh, revolution has been ineffective. And then they have to carry on going through t- t- trying to depose the different uh, <laughs> leaders of the country, which was, do the same thing because the, the country is so entrenched in this old corrupt system. I thought this was a... A
1: brilliant piece of filmmaking. Brilliant, absolutely amazing. And actually, what you were saying about um, didn't have the documentary maker in it; it just followed these subjects, which I thought was yeah. So
2: one's just uh, this young man who uh, just believes in the revolution, really, and it follows. And then they also the singer they follow for a bit, and then they follow Khalid or Ahmed, I can't remember who is an actor from Egyptian descent who is known as the Kite Kite Runner. Runner, yeah. And he sort of speaks in English as part of it, and they show and they follow um, a member of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood as well, who has different, and so so their interests change over the course of it. What's fascinating about this is just a hands-on account, which could not have been done. And we, I mentioned before about ten years ago. And they filmed on like a five D, a six D, so a camera, so it like a stills camera, which you can film, film on. Yeah, so they managed to get away filming things in situations where they couldn't have done. Where it would be because it looks inconspicuous. People think, oh, yeah. it's a camera. That's bad. But they're not filming things on a film camera. So people act differently. They get candid moments. So many. Great moments, and it, it is terrifying and moving at the same time. Oh, yeah. you get the sense of being right on the front line, which you don't in news stories. No, you don't. Even when you have cameramen doing, it, you don't have that sense of you feel it's a news crew filming this. It's just the people um, reacting to you know just the military attacking them in the streets.
0: I mean, in, it's, incredibly
2: moving. It's and it's so
1: frustrating as well to watch because you've got. Just the actual nuts and bolts, the real warts and all of revolution and trying to change
2: anciently corrupt I, ways. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, this, I mean, this is great to see revolution happening now, I have it on film. And if I was his- at school, so the first thing I'd do to show my history uh, students, whatever, they should watch this in school, say so this is what happens and how you're... It may be a revolution, but is is it really a revolution only in name rather than and how people change, how and politics and how they work and how people try and are fighting for different things and compromising? But some of the footage when they show people's bodies who've been run over by tanks, and there's one awful image of someone's face crushed. Mm -hmm. It's, it and you real you just see it happening just mo- quick moments but tanks just plowing into people and then they're dead
1: but from a storytelling point of view it's sublimely done by following these specific individuals as well i mean so you 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 see it through their eyes as well you live it through their frustrations and their pain and i think that's really important for it not to be you uh, know just yeah, and graphic fri- and there's
2: a friendship between the uh, remember the bro- uh, brother uh, muslim brotherhood And one of the revolutionaries, I think it's Khalid or Ahmed, I can't remember who is... And
1: Mardi, isn't it?
2: Yeah. This... I can't remember I'm sort of... Apologies. I can't remember his name, Ahmed or Khalid, the the young guy who's a... a sort of spokesman for this. Yeah. He's such a brilliant speaker. Yeah, he is. He's about 24, 25 years old, but he's... The way he... You see him engaging and talking to people about what he believes and the passion is inspiring. Yeah. And... Uh, uplifting as well. I, I thought it was... I was uh, entranced by it, I think. But... And pleased that you can have these... We can now... Ha- filmmaking at its best is a way of telling history from different stories. I thought it was really powerful stuff.
1: Yeah. How many Merrick's would you give it? Nine. Yeah, I, I'd give it nine Davids
2: as well. I, it's... it. When you see news stories and you think news is presented in the same way, and after a while, you know, I knew this was going on, I didn't really read up on what's happening. You don't understand, well, you just it, have a. It made me realise just how little journalism goes into the
1: news. Yes. Where they've not talked to anyone. They just rock up with their makeup department and their suit, stand in front of it, and then say whatever press release they've been handed, basically. You know? It's like the the government is saying this, the people are saying this, we've not done any research, we're going to leave now. I mean, that seems to be, all the, or they might try and upset someone so they get someone being angry or crying, and that's it. Mm. And But this, you actually get a sense of what's really happening and the issues
2: and the complexities of it all as well. Yeah, that's what's fascinating. It's not, you know, that everything is not... And this is even a, an hour and a half version of this... Of some a very very complex issue yeah uh, of, and uh, you know that there's a lot of uh, previous, prior things have gone up to influence influenced people everything's so complicated but um you don't get that there's a revolution you, you can't believe this is happening in two thousand and thirteen last year this is happening yeah. in you know it's an African country but i've been to Egypt i was into egypt in the nineties it's it's yeah, quite a westernized modern c- country and this is still happening yeah, it, it, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's great that this that your filmmaking can be like this now and it also shows the power of YouTube that the people can they can spread these things they can show these videos well the power no longer
1: goes exclusively down lines of money yes and political influence you know it, you, the people have the ability to tell their story as well as long as it's passed on you know? yeah I mean that's yeah it's it's exciting. But uh, no, very good. I'm very glad I watched this. I hope it wins. I've not seen the others, actually, obviously. but
2: Yeah, I was really impressed by this. And I, I, and it's quite odd after watching a lot of the Oscar-nominated films and being underwhelmed. Yeah. I thought this was really refreshing. And it felt... Yeah, yeah. You, these films trying to create a sense of drama. I think I talked about it before. Like the Wolf of Wall Street is a retelling of a... Um, uh, which I reviewed last week of a, a modern story, and you see this is actually happening, uh, and the people fighting, and uh, you can see the, the strain and the fear on the people's faces, thinking they might die to to fight for their beliefs. It, it's just a different, <laughs> it's on a completely different spectrum for me. I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's what good documentary should be like. Yeah. I don't know if it. I don't. How? But I like to see. I don't want to see another documentary. To get to judge what is the balanced view of what happened, but it's a really refreshing on the street view. Well, it's very, it's very
1: hard to get a balanced uh, view, isn't it? Because they do interview people from different points of view whenever they can. But the, the all of the others just really seem like, they all just seem like complete liars, just bald-faced liars, or psychopaths, as in people who don't care what happens to people at all
2: well, it was an army remember the army um the military was saying that someone's showing a bullet wound and them saying oh it's not an army bullet yeah well who else was it, you know who else was it yeah, just yeah. out denial and oh. but,
1: but instantly without actually looking at it at all he's just looking at a photo won't even pick it up won't even touch the photo to be associated with the photo he's just like that doesn't look like an army bullet from here you know three feet away from the photo first glancing at it yeah he's not even an army man he's a pr man so it's just like oh god it's i mean yeah you're not going to get a balanced view when it is so one-sided i think when they are just corrupt
2: that is the and you sit on the street and one of the um, uh, revolutionaries makes quite a relevant point that is the poor people who are affected yeah Uh, they're they're the ones who die they're the ones on the street not the the politicians who make these decisions and say make sweeping statements and order the military There, you don't see they can't ever know what's happening unless they see see what's happening on the street it it was um, very inspiring to see something so uh, a documentary was felt so vibrant and alive yeah well that's two of the uh,
1: Oscar nominations for best documentary The Square and Dirty Wars as we said before, you can catch them both on Netflix or wherever you can find them. Um,
2: Please keep writing in, though.
1: Yes. Tell us if you've seen any of the nominations for other stuff. Uh, foreign films as well. We'd love to hear about um, animated shorts, whatever. If you've seen them, we, we will never get time to watch them all. So help us out. Um, if you'd like to get in touch about anything, then email us. DearFilmFandango at Or write on our Facebook page, forward slash FilmFandango Or tweet us at filmfandango
2: yes all of those and if you uh, this is a free podcast uh, if you want to donate to help us pay for having it hosted on um, our Libsyn uh, web provider uh, David does all this stuff uh, which we have to do for, uh, make sure our podcast stay on there for each month we would really appreciate it If you, um, uh, and thank you to everyone else who's, thank you to everyone who's donated but if you'd Just like to donate say that bit next go time. to filmfandango.co.uk and follow
1: the links from there We'll be back next week with more films. Keep watching the films. films.
2: Bye.
0: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra.